Volume Two, Chapter Fourteen of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter Fourteen. When I am froward, my sullen humour punishes itself. I'm like a day in March. Sometimes are cast with storms, but then the after clearness is the greater. The worst is where i love most the tempests fall most heavy dryden meanwhile affairs were proceeding less smoothly at holywell park a ball is an event more easily forgotten by the guests who receive than by the host who gives the entertainment and although one of the greatest grievances attendant on such paroxysms of hospitality long bills to be paid was a subject of all least important in the eyes of mrs armytage yet it greatly irritated her feelings to learn from simmons and the rest that the thoroton people were indignant and resentful that any portion of her preparations should have been supplied from town and from wemmersley that the holywell carriage would certainly be pelted if seen to traverse the high street of the borough everybody had been ill-used either in his own person or that of a fortieth cousin i that voted i that promised votes i that gave a plumper i that brought up thirty i that spoke i that fought i that got out of a sick-bed there was no end to the services which had been rendered to arthur armytage there was no end to the ingratitude with which they had been repaid but the ire of gumption was the deadliest implacable as it was silent it was even said that he had smiled when the misconduct of the member was discussed in his presence and the smile of such a man is known to be a fatal thing nor were the friends of mrs armytage much more cheering than her enemies dr grant frankly admitted on being interrogated that he thought she had done an injudicious thing in breaking through the customs of the country and as to the marinums whom the ill-omened dinner-party brought over to holywell when her vexation was at its height mistress di incensed at the invitation conceded to the spaldings scolded her outright while miss avarilla shocked at having seen a dance of so equivocal a nature perpetrated at one of the most primitive mansions in the riding assured her that she looked on the holywell ball as a very unfortunate affair she confessed she was sorry that rosamond had witnessed such an exhibition it was in vain for sophia to smooth down asperities and soften invectives her habitual task of peacemaking was as fruitless as it was hazardous nor were these wars and rumours of wars the only source of regret to the family lady rotherham having seriously suffered in health from her unusual efforts was confined to her bed with a rheumatic fever mr wemmersley declared in imminent danger mistress di dropped the imminent and said in danger till mrs armytage in order to decide whether the substantive might not be subtracted as well as the adjective determined to drive over to greta castle and ascertain the truth 
it happened that in their progress they encountered gumption for the first time since the ball encountered him in a narrow part of the road which afforded an excellent opportunity for a declaration of hostilities by passing and making no sign to the great surprise however of sophia who anticipated some such vulgar show of resentment the attorney almost drew up as the carriage approached in order to give force to the air of mock respect with which he lifted his hat from his head and stood uncovered to receive their recognition but sophia was now more annoyed than before a twinkle of triumphant satisfaction was discernible in the attorney's deep-set eyes which augured approaching calamity to the family on their arrival at the castle too she had the mortification to learn that rumour had for once spoken truth lady rotherham though not in imminent danger was confined to her bed by serious illness and a better tribute to her unpretending excellence could not have been paid than in the gloom prevailing throughout her household the domestics answered every inquiry with an air of mournful deference the little children instead of pursuing their noisy sports upon the lawn were grouped quietly at the feet of the nurses as they sat moping under the beech trees the elder ones pursued their studies with the governess with heavy hearts and lady laura was sitting with the invalid there is something holy something touching in the sympathy of a large family in the sufferings of the mother of the house lady laura came however when apprised of the visit of her friends from holywell but she had nothing consolatory to impart her mother was infinitely worse had experienced a violent attack of fever during the night within two days her illness had increased from slight to alarming i am beginning to regret said she that i did not allow greta to get off his expedition to the moors they would have done very well without him but he had promised arthur and i did not wish him to break his word promised arthur promised lord edward brereton you mean said sophia readily accounting for her friend's incoherence at such a moment i mean mr armytage persisted lady laura you do well to remind me that our playfellow days are over which i am too apt to forget but what interest had my son in the affair said mrs armytage arthur is staying at spalding court and would not under any circumstances have been able to enjoy lord greta's society oh pardon me i thought you were aware replied lady laura colouring and embarrassed aware of what aware of mr armytage's expedition to the highlands replied lady laura who found it not in her nature to equivocate when thus directly interrogated arthur's expedition to the highlands you must be dreaming cried sophia not at all your brother and lord leicester spalding set off together for glenvarloch yesterday morning greta and his friends the preceding night most extraordinary that he should have made a mystery of his intentions observed mrs armytage gravely i have neither desire nor authority to interfere with my son's movements and it would have been just as easy to say he was going to the moors as to spalding court of the two the former visit would have appeared the less objectionable 
and marian and the baby are they gone to glenvarloch inquired sophia greatly annoyed it amuses me to hear you so gravely demanding news of them from me answered lady laura no they are safe at the spaldings very much admired very much caressed very much the fashion lord edward returned here in raptures with the beauty and simplicity of mrs arthur armytage she is in an admirable school for the improvement of her simplicity ejaculated mrs armytage with bitterness the duchess a woman without one matronly virtue the daughters destitute of every charm of girlhood the duke a broken-spirited man sunk into the degradation of a cipher in his own house the sons mountebanks in manner bankrupts in character what associates what models you paint them sadly en noir my dear mrs armytage remonstrated lady laura few characters look amiable when sketched in outline it is the filling up the light and shade which gives them the charm the spaldings have very fascinating manners and i fancy their dispositions are better than their understanding at all events they are quite enthusiastic in the cause of mrs arthur armytage which considering her as a rival beauty near the throne is at least an amiable trait i can imagine them capable of paying court to her from selfish motives they have invited that american relative of the wemmersleys to spalding court for instance for the avowed purpose of making him their butt what they intend to make of my daughter-in-law i am yet to learn how long will arthur remain on the moors inquired miss armytage not very long i fancy he and lord leicester return together lord leicester too for a companion what an attraction cried mrs armytage leicester that mere white curd of asses milk he is less offensive than lord wyndham said lady laura lord wyndham has just the air of a chevalier d'industrie one can scarcely understand a man of his birth and education acquiring such an appearance or exhibiting such vile taste there is no calculating what a person may acquire in such a school as paris said the prejudiced mrs armytage but i am keeping you here my dear laura talking of my own affairs and no doubt you are anxious to get back to lady rotherham my mother was asleep when you arrived or i should not have quitted her but i shall not be sorry to return for i always fancy that even in sleep one misses from the room the person one wishes most to have there i really fear poor mamma is very ill you know how apt she is in general to be alarmed and this time she has not uttered a single complaint i never felt anxious for her health before you must allow me to send to inquire in the course of the evening perhaps you will have a line or two in readiness to tell me how she is i will said lady laura taking mrs armytage's hand at parting and if she should get worse materially worse i shall send over to holywell for it would be a great comfort to me to have your advice papa would be so completely overset by my mother's danger that i should have no one's opinion to guide me certainly my dear child said mrs armytage with more cordiality than was usual to her and when she found herself again in the carriage with sophia she indulged in her now frequent exclamation of 
why was not she destined to be my daughter-in-law sophia felt that it might lead her beyond the line of filial duty to answer such a why with its true because the dinner that day passed in more than its usual solemnity of silence mrs armytage was sincerely afflicted by the danger of lady rotherham whose mild virtues commanded her utmost respect while sophia was deeply grieved for her young friend placing herself in lady laura's situation she appreciated her filial anxiety it was settled therefore that early in the evening one of the grooms should be dispatched to greta castle for further tidings but in the evening a circumstance occurred which drove even lady rotherham's illness from the mind of mrs armytage i have some notes to write do not bring tea at present said she to old simmons who had entered the room without a summons and stood waiting as if expecting to receive orders i was not thinking of tea madam it is scarcely eight o'clock replied the old butler mamma is busy just now simmons said sophia observing that he made no movement to leave the room are you too busy to listen to me madam inquired the old servant i have something unpleasant to say and i don't know how to begin and to their great consternation sophia and her mother noticed that the old man's eyes were wet with tears the thoughts of both naturally recurred to greta castle oh that i should have lived to see this day that i should have lived to see this day was the only ejaculation they could extract from him has any message arrived from lord rotherham's demanded sophia laying her hand on his arm what signifies lord rotherham's miss sophia he faltered it is of holy well you ought to be thinking oh madam oh miss sophia we have never ceased to say in the steward's room to say and to prophesy that no good would come of master arthur's settling to live in foreign parts among cheats and spendthrifts arthur has anything happened to my brother have any bad news arrived from spalding court cried sophia still more and more alarmed while her mother sat trembling in her chair not from spalding court miss from the north then we are aware that my brother is in scotland is he heaven's name be praised he at least is out of mischief's way though mr hardywood assures me they can't arrest a member of his majesty's parliament arrest cried sophie and mrs armytage at the same moment yes miss yes madam sooner or later it would have come to that here are two impudent scoundrels of attorneys clerks arrived in a hack chase from thoroton and if that fellow gumption bean't at the bottom of it may i never speak again of the chase of this villainous business my dear young lady but what do these people want with my brother that's just what i asked them miss says i gentlemen god forgive me for giving such a name to such vermin gentlemen says i what can the like of you have to say to master arthur armytage upon which says they old fellow says they fetch him here and perhaps you'll like to hear and when i informed them madam that he was not in the house that's a lie says they for all the world as if they had been speaking to one of the stable helpers i answered again that master arthur was gone on a visit to his grace the duke of spalding oh yes cries one to the other 
dukes and lords all alike one of the duke's sons has his name to two of the bills the bills reiterated mrs armytage yes madam or mr hardywood having been sent for and knowing better than i how to enter into their business it came out that many months ago in france master arthur signed bills of exchange for a matter of six or seven hundred pounds which have been since what is called renewed and since what is called dishonoured and fallen into bad hands and the fellows seemed inclined to give all the trouble in their power that need be very little replied mrs armytage with dignity a bill bearing my son's signature must always be valid in my eyes nothing will be easier than to pay these people and dismiss them sophia breathed more freely but old simmons was not to be so easily pacified ah my dear good generous lady cried he will it be so easy to silence all the evil tongues yonder at thoroton these fellows of the hack-chase it seems have been passing the day at the blue boar dining at the ordinary as it was unluckily market-day and by this time no thanks to anybody if it has not been cried at the town cross that master arthur armytage of holywell member of parliament for the borough has been getting into scrapes in france and giving bad bills to get out of them if arthur were but here i am sure he could afford some explanation of all this cried sophia heartily grieved that the business had not come first to her knowledge that she might have immediately paid the demand from her own resources without reference to her mother his journey to scotland was after all a matter of prudence said her mother with a bitter smile he did well to get out of the way of mischief and leave me to settle his disgraceful embarrassments i am quite sure my brother was unprepared for what has happened for he well knew that i should have been only too happy to assist him said sophia with as much firmness as she could assume i flatter myself he had no right to suppose that his mother would have been less liberal retorted mrs armytage haughtily and bad indeed must be the nature of the business which he dared not disclose to either of us meanwhile those wretched men are waiting true simmons send hardywood hither that i may give him my instructions or stay let them all attend me in the library mother you must not undergo an interview with such people cried sophia earnestly your brother's conduct renders it probable that it will not be the last of a similar nature by which the walls of holywell will be disgraced replied mrs armytage simmons lights in the library my dear mother say not another word on the subject said mrs armytage and remember that i forbid you to make the slightest allusion to it in your letters to your brother i wish to be the first to speak to him of the affair and not till his return there was no occasion for sophia to express her assent a command from her mother implied obedience besides she would have found it difficult to speak at that moment for the poor girl was weeping bitterly End of Volume 2, Chapter 14